Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Coffee Shop Q&A here on the Business Life and Coffee podcast, as well as this segment that we like to call Coffee Shop Q&A. As you know, this is a segment where I have my musings about things business and life related. Rarely do I talk about coffee, but uh, maybe we'll have one of those episodes soon. But I also like to bring in experts who are really, really good at what they do to help you get even better at what it is that you do. This week, we are joined by Tim Fitzpatrick. And Tim is an entrepreneur with expertise in marketing and business growth. He has 20 plus years of entrepreneurial experience with a passion for developing and growing businesses. That passion served him well in operating and managing a wholesale distribution company he co-owned for nine years. The company grew to an average of 60% a year before being acquired in 2005. Tim is an expert on marketing, and we're gonna talk about some fundamental marketing secrets to stop wasting money. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining us. Joey, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Hey, what's a fun fact that people may not know about you just from your experience in business? What's an exclusive you can share here on the show? An exclusive. I'll tell you something about me personally. I love mountain biking. Nice. So, and I just, I actually just got a fat bike, which is super wide tires Uh so that I can ride in the snow, which most people probably think is crazy, but I need some things to do to get out as we go through this pandemic. So I'm going to start riding year round. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty crazy. But because you're in the Colorado area, I feel like that's not too crazy. There's probably a whole snow biker gang of folks that are just out there going from Whole Foods to the coffee shop. (laughs) And I don't know, you tell me, do you do it in a group or is it kind of a solo, solo sport? For, well, you you can do both. You know, technically in the winter, you probably shouldn't go out too far by yourself. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, we'll see. We'll see how much I get into it. I'm really used to riding when it's dry and not quite as cold. Um, okay. So I'll probably start out, you know, going on some of the trails around my house and experimenting a little bit before I start going hog wild. But uh, I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to follow you on social. So make sure you share some pictures so that I can uh, see what this whole snow bike riding is all about. Awesome. I will. So Tim, man, we're here to, to talk about marketing and money. And I feel like it's never a bad time to think about how you're spending money on marketing how your uh, marketing efforts are going. But what would you say are some of the top reasons why people waste money when it comes to their marketing effort? I I think the biggest reason why people waste money on marketing is because they've skipped the the fundamentals uh, of marketing. You know, and when you skip the fundamentals, you know, what inevitably ends up happening is, you know, people just start throwing spaghetti up against a wall and they're trying different tactics and they wait to see what sticks and inevitably it doesn't stick. And so they just keep putting money at all these different tactics. The problem is, if you skip the fundamentals, you're building a house without a foundation. You know, so I don't care what the fundamentals are. There are fundamentals in every discipline. They don't change. They were the same 50 years ago. They're the same today. And they're going to be the same 50 years from now. And with marketing, it's it's no different. And so when you immediately try to get tactical with your marketing, you know, hey, I need to be on YouTube or I have to have a TikTok profile or whatever the coolest new thing is. If you do that without the fundamentals in place first, they're not going to work. And that's the problem. 
Yeah, I, I can empathize with that, man. So many people see, oh, uh, this person's successful because they have a TikTok or this is the new trend that I keep seeing Instagram ads for and I've got to do it. I've got to do it. But I think asking why would this impact your business and what's the best way to go about it, that, that's super, super key. You have to have those fundamentals in place, you know? And so it's, I, when I look at the fundamentals, I like to call them the marketing strategy trilogy where you, one, you need to know your target market, you know, who are you trying to reach, you know, and how are you going to serve those people? You have to have clear, engaging messaging to that market. And then you have to have a plan. You know, you have to have some type of plan that you can start with. I think what a lot of businesses struggle with when it comes to marketing is they're battling information overload. You know, there's so many different marketing channels. There's so many people saying you need to do this or that. And when you're battling that information overload, it's just, it's overwhelming and you don't know where to start and you can't create a plan, but you have to have a plan if you want to have some success, you know? And so when we work with people, this is where we start, you know, who's your, who's your target market? Who are your ideal customers first and foremost, you know, and I think the, some businesses have a better idea of who those, who their target market is than others, but you really need to hone in on that because when you know the specific one, two or three ideal client types that you want to yep. work with, it gives you direction and focus. It, it makes it so much easier for you to know, okay, I want to reach these people. Where are they? Yep. When you know who those people are, it's so much easier to identify where the heck they are and why, where you need to be. Yeah, I'd agree. And this conversation is relevant for every entrepreneur out there, but also for the folks that maybe are a leader or have started a nonprofit, or if you're a speaker and you want to uh, build your speaking business, or even if you have a, a hobby that you're looking for and you want to um, figure out how to turn it into a, a business or a side business. It, it all comes down to understanding who's your customer and where are they and how do you reach them and what messages mean the most to them. So this trilogy that you speak of is very impactful. So here's the thing. Once you know who those people are and you understand them, right, you really should understand them almost more than they understand themselves. Right. It's like you say something and they're like, oh, my God, was Joey in that conversation we had the other day? I didn't see him there, but he's reading my mind. That's really the point that you want to get to, because once you get to that point where you understand them, the problems that they have, what their desires are, then you can start to look at, OK, how what do we need to say to engage these people? You know, and what failures are, are we going to talk about? What are the benefits of working with us? Your messaging, then you can start to get into your messaging and your messaging needs to focus on not you, but your customer. Mm -hmm. Our customers don't care about us. I mean, I hate to say it, but they don't. Yeah, They care about what we can do for them. How can we help them get from where they are currently, solve the problem that they have to help them get to where they want to be? You know, and so our marketing message has to be clear to that target market and it has to engage that target market. And you have to repeat that message consistently over time for it to register. But it needs to be simple. You know, a lot of us try to overcomplicate things. We get cute with our messaging. And when we make people think about what the heck we mean, we've lost them. You know, our attention spans are like eight seconds, which is less than a goldfish. So if we land on your website 
and we read that message at the top and it makes no sense, we're going on to your competitor. Yeah. You know, and I don't want that for any business out there. And that's why messaging is so, so important. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. Well, speaking of messaging, Tim, you said something that really stood out to me. And you said that the customer doesn't care about you. And through my years of being in business, I've understood what that means. But for a entrepreneur who's listening to this and thinks like, oh, the customer does care about me. They want to know my story. They want to know who I am and why I can help them. Could you kind of unpack that comment a little bit about yeah. the positioning of your message and why it should be focused on the customer? Yep. So a lot of businesses make the mistake. You go to their website and they're talking about their business. This is what we believe in. This is why we're great. And our customers, the only thing that our customers care about is surviving and thriving, right? So we need to focus our message on how we can help our customers survive and thrive, right? Avoid pain and gain pleasure. That is what they care about. So we need to communicate enough about our business, right? Because look, we all do business with people we know, like, and trust. So the job of our marketing is to get people to know, like, and trust us. Okay. So we, our customers want to know that we have credibility, you know, that we're legit and we know what we're talking about but you don't need all that much. You don't need to talk about yourself a lot to be able to establish that. So you need to have enough of that in there. Two or three testimonials on your website. Maybe you've got some logos of certifications you have, awards you've won, or customers that you've worked with. If you work with high profile clients that other people know, you can use those things to help establish that authority and that credibility. But after that, your messaging needs to focus on the customer because they're not talking about yourself is not going to resonate with them. You know? So, I mean, think about, think about, uh, we all network as business owners. What do you think when you sit down to network with somebody and all they do is talk about themselves and they don't ask a single question about you? It's the exact same thing. We're all turned off by that. So your marketing is no different. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I would even say, you know, why do you, why does a listener listen to a podcast like this, right? They're not here to listen to me talk about me or Tim to talk about Tim. Right. They're here because there's some valuable nugget that they want as a business owner. And yeah, it's, it's helpful to kind of give some context to the information we're sharing um, by sharing some helpful and relevant experiences we've had. But the truth is they have to be relevant to the listener because otherwise, like, who cares? Who, who yes. cares why you, you went through that story? 
you know, it's like if your messaging speaks to the specific problem that that prospect has and you're communicating to them how you can help them solve that and what consequences you're helping them avoid when they work with you and what success looks like, that's all they care about, you know? So because they don't care about that you're great because of this and that, if you can speak specifically to the problem they have, how you solve it and what that's going to look like on the other side, that's what's going to get them to make a buying decision. Yeah. All right. So, so Tim, we are, one of the things that you can do is, and and by the way, Tim's business is called Rialto Marketing. Yep. Uh, So if you are interested in their services, that's R I A L T O marketing.com. One of the things you help entrepreneurs do is generate higher quality leads so that they increase conversions. Can you talk to us about why leads are important and the value of a high quality lead and some of the tips you have to help increase those conversions? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously leads are the lifeblood of any business. I mean, if you don't have leads coming in that you're converting to new customers, none of anything else that you do really matters. So, you know, obviously generating leads is essential. I think the higher quality leads you generate, the more you are going to convert, right? So a lot of times people say, oh, I need to generate more leads because we need more customers, that's not always the case. If you're if you're not converting enough of the leads that you're generating, that's a problem. You're not generating the right types of leads. Mm-hmm. And that is why knowing your target market is so important. When your marketing is targeted towards those types of clients that you do the best work for, you know, that you get the best results that you enjoy working with, you are naturally going to convert more of those leads. And that's why your target market is so, so important. Yeah. So Tim, I think one of the big mistakes that uh, business owners get when they, when they start their business is I want to be all things to all people. (laughs) Uh, And I I mean, I guess I kind of led the conversation by saying it was a mistake, but why is that not a good idea to jump out of the gate and say, oh, I want to be all things to all people? Yeah, Joey, I think we, a lot of us start our businesses that way. It's like, do you, do you have money? Can I help you? Are you willing to pay me? You have a heartbeat? Yes. Let's work together. And I think most of us realize after we do that a few times that not everybody is an ideal client for us. And so it's really important for us to figure out who are those clients that we really want to work with. You know, when we work with people that we enjoy working with, that we do great work for and get great results, that are our most profitable types of clients, we're just naturally going to attract more of those people, we're going to get more referrals. You know, we can't, if you try to attract everyone, you end up attracting no one. can't remember who initially said that, but I mean, it's totally true. It, and frankly, if you try to attract everyone, you just, you get overwhelmed. Yeah. Because you don't know where to go specifically to find those people. That's why when you niche down and really hone in on who your ideal client types are, it becomes so much easier to actually reach those people. I would agree. And, and tying it back into the conversation about wasting money on marketing, knowing the, the kind of person that you're trying to reach or the kind of business that you're trying to reach will help make sure you're not spending money in the wrong areas, right? That's so right. That, 
you're you're not running the wrong ads to the wrong people. You're not showing up at the wrong events. You're not paying yeah. for sponsorship in a in a business or an event that's not going to get you the kind of customer. So having better leads and knowing who your leads are is definitely going to help you uh, save some money on your yep. marketing investment. I mean, what we're talking about really is about taking a sniper approach rather than a shot using a shotgun. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you use a shotgun, you might hit, you might hit some stuff, but that doesn't mean it's the right stuff. But if, it, if you're taking more of a, a sniper approach, a targeted approach, you're going to attract the people that you want to attract that you're going to get great results for. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And you're the, you're the guru here. Uh, another thing that you do to help or that you suggest are, is a fundamental marketing secret to stop wasting money is increasing profits and customers while saving time and money with a particular framework that you have. Yep. What's, that, what's that framework in, and how does it help with making customers more valuable to a business? <laughs> Yeah, so that framework is the messaging framework that we use. And I, Joey, I did not invent this. It's a, it's a storytelling framework that is used within marketing that was popularized by a company by the name of StoryBrand, which was founded by Donald Miller. And mm -hmm. that storytelling framework allows you to create messaging where you are positioning your company as the guide and your customer is the hero in the story. Our customers are not looking for another hero. They're looking for a guide, right? If you think about guides and stories, they have credibility. They've already solved the hero's problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. They know exactly what the hero needs to do. And that's why we want to position you as the guide in the story. If you think about Luke Skywalker wants to become a Jedi, he's no idea what the hell to do. He's relying on, I guess, depends on which Star Wars you're watching, but there's <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi and there's Yoda. Yeah. It doesn't matter which one, either one of them knows exactly what Luke needs to do and they can guide him through that process to get him to where he wants to be. But when you use a framework, right? Real quick, that, that's to your yeah. point. You know, there there is no success without the guide. Each of those movies, yep. the guide to move, move them along. And there's there's no story without this hero that has a problem. So, you, you know, if there's no problem, there's nothing that's bringing people into that story and engaging them. Your customer becomes engaged in the story that you're inviting them into because of the problem that you're talking about. And that problem is the specific problem that they have that you can solve. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the more that you uh, think about your business as the guide, not there to necessarily steal the show or be the hero, but um, how you help someone solve their problem. That's that's incredibly relatable because, you know, if you're a, if you're a personal trainer, right? You're there to guide someone towards a, a fitness goal or a health goal. If you yeah. are a public speaker, you're going to be looking to transform your audience's either their, their thought process, their outlook, or their understanding of something. If you are a service-based business, you know, you're there to help support a business and the goals that they have, you know, whether you're in, in, in marketing or in finance or legal. So, so that's very, very relatable no matter what industry you're in. What are what are some other other marketing tidbits that folks would be thinking about that will help them save money? Yeah, so so here's the thing that's important to think about when your messaging is spot on and it and it's clear and engaging to your target market, everything that you do from a marketing perspective works better. And that's how you're going to save time 
and money in your marketing. You're not going to waste time with things that don't work, right? And trying all these different things. When you invest in, in those specific channels, they're going to work better. So you're not going to waste that money. But it's also becomes much easier to create marketing materials and create messaging that's going to work because you're not reinventing the messaging wheel every time you need to create a, you know, an email or a social post. You go back to that framework and you pull elements from that framework to create your messaging, which makes sure that you're communicating a consistent message over time. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. And I think another question that I would ask is, so we're talking about saving money on marketing, but there's even a, a group of people or a group of early stage folks that are wondering what to spend money on or why they should spend money in the first place, as opposed to me, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, making an ad themselves on Canva or running their own social media marketing. What, based on current trends, what are some of the, the tools, technology, services that someone should be investing in and why should they be investing in those? So it, this is gonna, this is, a, this is a loaded question, Joey, but here's what I'll say. Once you know your target market and you have good messaging for that target market, I think the first place that any business should be investing from an online perspective is their website. Your website is the hub for everything that you do from a marketing perspective. Even if you're 100% referral business, people are still going online. When they hear, when somebody recommends you, they're going online to check your business out. And if your website sucks, it doesn't have a good message. It doesn't have a good clear call to action. You are losing referral business and you don't even know it. So anything you do from a marketing perspective to try and attract new leads is driving people back to your website. So your website is so, so important and it's got to be done right. So that's the first place. The second place, I would say in general, email marketing is very low hanging fruit for a lot of businesses. It's not expensive. You know, if you got less than 500 contacts, most of the email marketing software out there, like Constant Contact or mm -hmm. MailChimp, you know, Active Campaign is the one that we use and recommend. It's like less than $20 a month to have yeah. an account. So it's with email marketing, it's a great way for you to continue to stay top of mind with your audience, your current customers and your prospects, but it's also a great tool to nurture prospects. So when you do generate leads, you can use that email marketing to help nurture those people so that they think of you when they are ready to buy, because not everybody's ready to buy when they immediately come into your world. Yep. And if you don't stay top of mind, you're not going to get that business. So those are two pieces that are super low hanging fruit. I think there are others that make a lot of sense for people, but it depends on what type of business they're in. So, yeah. so let's, let me ask this, where do you think most of your audience falls? You know, are they service-based businesses that are, you know, they're basically selling their expertise? Yeah. Or, service -based. Okay. So I think another place that makes a ton of sense for service businesses where you're selling expertise. So like coaches and consultants or professional service providers like attorneys or CPAs or insurance brokers, those type of people, to get business, you need to be seen as credible and you need to have authority in those spaces. The best way to do that is to start creating content. 
So, you know, whether it's blog posts or, you know, a podcast or a video series, it doesn't matter, but you got to start investing in content. Now, a lot of people that scares them because it's, it either takes a lot of work or a lot of money to mm -hmm. pay somebody else to do it, but it also takes time. You're yep. not going to create a blog post, one blog post, and, and all of a sudden the leads come flooding in. Content, I tell people content is a 12 to 18 month investment minimum, and you have to do it consistently. But you reach a point of critical mass with content where all of a sudden it starts to hit and you just, it then becomes the gift that keeps on giving and you just keep doing it and you keep generating leads from it. It's for people that are need to establish authority and credibility, content is an absolute must. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Because uh, I, I can think about when I started in business, I, I, I'm one of those people who didn't really like sales and the sales aspect. And yep. what I leaned into was, you know, maybe I'm not a sales guy, but at least I can help people by creating articles of five tips to do this or five ways to do this or three questions to ask yourself before X, Y, and Z. And I made a commitment to write, if not write and post, if not daily, uh, weekly. And that resulted in getting a, a pretty high SEO ranking on Google and inbound leads coming in. Yep. Uh, but you're right, it, it didn't, that didn't happen overnight. It came because there was a dedication to doing it. So if you just understand that, have your website, have your email marketing, create content, find ways to tie your content into your website and email marketing. I, I think that's a very solid strategy that will uh, help you drum up business. And I can think of a time where um, I sent an email out for something totally unrelated to my customer base and someone responded back and said, hey, I need to chat with you about X, Y, and Z because I need your services again. Yep. So just just being that top of mind is is super important because you never know, like you said, when people are, are ready to buy. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, I also think one other channel that is very low hanging fruit for a lot of businesses are online reviews. You know, we all make buying decisions based on reviews. And if you don't have any, it's not a good thing. So I think it's really important. And this is where that email marketing comes into play as well, because you can ease and your website with to get more reviews. You just have to implement a process to consistently ask for them. You know, so whenever that makes sense in your customer journey, the, sa the sales cycle, the fulfillment cycle, you need to ask, you need to make it easy for them to leave a review, and then you need to respond to your reviews. It's those three simple steps, you know, and so it's, you could do that just, hey, I just finished with the customer. They're going to get a three email sequence, just asking for a review. In that email, it drives them to a page on my website where they can click on Google and leave a review there or Facebook or wherever the important review channels are for your business. But just make it easy. Don't make them search to find where they need to leave the review. If you put hurdles in place, they will not jump them. They will just won't leave a review. Then respond to those reviews. So many people don't respond to reviews. And if you respond to your good reviews and your bad reviews, nobody expects you to be perfect. So don't be afraid of bad reviews. Just respond to them. Hey, I'm so sorry we fell short. Please reach out to us here. Take this conversation offline. We don't want to get in a pissing match online. That doesn't make you look good. Yeah. Hey, so sorry. Reach out to us at this phone number or this email and we will do everything to make it right. That's it. 
That's all people care about. Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, I don't know about you, Joey, but I can think of multiple times where I worked with somebody, I wasn't happy and I tried to get the issue resolved and it was like crickets. They just disappeared. They had taken my money. They didn't care. Yeah. We just want to know that if there is a problem, you're going to address it. And by being proactive and responsive with your reviews, you're differentiating yourself from, I would say, minimum 90% of your competition. I couldn't agree more. I feel like you're in my head because <laughs> there, there was a time, there was one time where um, I was going to work with a business and um, they actually gave a really bad review. This was before any services were done. And the guy said, oh, I just did it to to get your attention to see if you were responsive. And he changed it from a low star to a five star and everything worked out. But you never know that. And I feel like this is an episode for another time. But like the psychology of reviews, of, of leaving them, of changing them, of resolving challenges or resolving uh, customer requests, like you've got to be in your reviews and respond because A, you never know why somebody did it. And B, you could convert a low star review to a five star review just by hearing the person out and working to resolve their questions. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, man. So, so, so I, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. Um, we have. Food for thought for the person who's marketing for their business and, and wants to um, to save some money or not overspend. Do you have any other key metrics or thoughts that you want to share about marketing spending, saving on marketing? What, what would be some final thoughts? I guess my 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 last parting thought in this is that you you have to have some type of plan to market your business. And because um, if you don't have a plan, you know, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Benjamin Franklin said, if you fail the plan, you're planning to fail. Yeah. I recommend a simple marketing plan, 90 days. And you wash, rinse and repeat. So think of it like a 90 day sprint. But in that plan, you're focusing on six key things. One, who's your target market, right? So who are you trying to reach? Two, what's your goal? So what's my goal for the next 90 days? Do I want to bring on five new clients? It needs to be something specific and measurable. Then I need to understand what my budget is and the resources I have. Mm-hmm. So how much time, how much money can I invest? And how much time do I have, whether it's mine or people on my team? Then I need to understand what am I currently doing? You can't create a plan unless you know where you're starting from. So you need to outline what you're doing in with your marketing right now. And I'll, Joy, I've got a link for your audience that has some of these fundamental tools for your audience so they can just go there and get these things. They'll get the template for this 90-day marketing plan that I'm talking about. Once you know where you're at, then in that fifth step, you can look at, okay, what am I going to focus on for the next 90 days? That might just be, if you don't have good messaging, you might be focusing on getting your messaging updated. Mm-hmm. or making some updates to your website. That's okay. But at least you're taking f- steps forward and you're making progress. And then that sixth step is what metrics am I going to track? The metrics are going to help you identify whether the actions you're taking are actually working. And some of the actions you're going to take are going to work and some aren't. But at the end of those 90 days, you can look at, okay, we did X, Y, and Z. This worked, this didn't. Okay. Next 90 days, we're going to make these course corrections and we're going to start focusing on these things and do it. I find this is so much easier for people. It's one, it's not as overwhelming, right? If you try to put together a one year, a three year marketing plan, it's a waste of time and money. It goes into a drawer like a business plan. Yeah. Right? That's so true. So simple, 
use the plan, work the plan, and just know that your plan's going to change and evolve. The plan you start with is not the plan that is going to get you to your end goal. But you have to start with a simple plan first, take the next measurable step, and then make those course corrections and those optimizations along the way. Does that help? I think it helps a ton, man. Okay. Tim Fitzpatrick, founder of Rialto Marketing, helps small business owners and entrepreneurs eliminate the confusion of marketing using an amazingly simple plan so they can grow. Hey, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, we've got to have you back on the show sometime in the future. Thanks for joining. And how can people get in contact with you? Um, Joey, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the opportunity. I've appreciated the conversation. Best way is just go to our website, which is Rialto Marketing, R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. If you want those free resources I mentioned, go to rialtomarketing.com forward slash business dash life dash coffee. And there's a bunch of stuff there that'll help you as well. So Joey, thanks. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun. Excellent. My pleasure, Tim. And we'll drop that link in the show notes so everyone cool. can click and sign up. Until next time, tune into the next episode of the Business Life and Coffee podcast every week on Tuesday and the Winning at Work LinkedIn live stream Wednesdays, 4 p.m. on my LinkedIn page. See you next week. <laughs>